Hallelujah. He's so amazing. The Bible says in Lamentations 3 and 21 that his mercies are new every morning. He's faithful and true. He gives us grace for every assignment. So no matter what your assignment is, worship leader, God gives you grace for it. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. Good morning, Mechanicsville. How you doing this morning? This is Don Curtis, and this is another day. In fact, God has been good to us all week long, but this is another day that the Lord has made for you and for me. We're going to rejoice and be exceedingly glad in it. Yes, we are. Good morning to you. Yes, good morning, Washington, D.C., Indianapolis, Indiana. Yes, good morning to those that listen to us in Graysonville, Maryland. Good morning to you. Yes, all we out on the West Coast, San Jose, California. Good morning to you. Yeah, Centerville, Maryland, good morning to you. Yeah, we've gotten some new listeners in the great state of Florida. Yes, Palm Coast, Florida, good morning to you. Listeners in Flagler Beach, Florida, good morning to you. London, England, good morning to you. Yes, indeedy. Wagon Barrow, England, good morning to you. Yes, listeners in France and in Saudi Arabia, Canada. Mexico. Good morning to you today. Yes, good morning. Good morning. Waldorf, Maryland. Good morning to you. La Plata, Maryland. Lexington Park, Maryland. Yes. California, Maryland. Good morning to you. Yes, he's amazing. Yeah, let's talk about his love and his grace for you and for me. It's sufficient. And it's true. It leads us straight to freedom. Yes, good morning to those that listen to us in Kentucky this morning. New Hampshire, good morning to you. Oklahoma, good morning to you. Those in Connecticut, good morning to you. Louisiana, yes, good morning. Hallelujah. Arizona, good morning to you. Kansas, good morning to you. New Jersey, good morning to you. Nevada, good morning to you. Those that listen to us in the great state of Massachusetts, good morning to you. Great state of Washington, Redmond, Washington. Good morning to you, Illinois. Yes, where the Windy City, Chicago, is located. Good morning to you. Yes, Michigan. Good morning to you, Ohio. Good morning to you, Texas, the Longhorn State. Good morning to you. North Carolina, good morning to you. And Georgia, those that listen to us in the great state of Georgia, good morning to you. How about Minnesota? Yes, good morning to you, Minnesota. I can hardly wait till that day. Yes, Alabama, good morning to you. Oregon, good morning to you as well. Pennsylvania, 
top of the morning to you. amazing yes he is yes he is jesus christ himself he's amazing from beginning to end yes he is amazing yes it is what a great day today is for you and for me to celebrate this amazing gospel this amazing good news this amazing person because it's all wrapped up in jesus christ himself and i tell you what a great great honor it is for you and for me uh, to respond to his invitation his invite to you and to me to every single one of us in fact to whosoever will, he's no respect of persons whatsoever. Now, nah, now, nah, now. Nah. It's open to every single one of us, and I'm so glad about that. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. My only qualification was that I was in need of him. My only qualification was that I was human. <laughs> yeah, the only qualification was that I was a sinner. But I just give God thanks and praise, and he reached down. Yes, he did. And he picked me up out of that miry clay. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. I tell you, my life hasn't been the same since Jesus Christ entered into my life, since he awoke me out of my darkness into the marvelous light of his grace and his love towards me. My life just has not been the same. What about you? Can you say that about your life? I know you can. I know you can. If you met Christ, yes, he is something else. I tell you, he is amazing. You know what else is amazing? I don't know if I, in fact, I don't want to use that same word uh, with him. I just want to say it is just mind-blowing. Yeah, that's that's a good word. Mind-blowing to see the kind of reaction that happened as a result of the truth becoming flesh and walking among us. Is <laughs> How mind-blowing religion and churchified people can be. It's just mind-blowing how dumb, how darkness, how blind uh, persons can be. And I'm not talking about people outside of the church, so to speak, people who don't even have any yearning at all towards God, but I'm talking about people who are in authority, 
people who maintain the religious traditions. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. It has always been that way. Jesus, when he confronted the Pharisees, he said, look, you guys killed the prophets. That's what your fathers did. Generations before you, the prophets that God sent, that my father sent to prophesy about this great salvation concerning me. Guess what? Y'all didn't receive them at all. In fact, you killed them. He said, now here I am. I'm telling you the truth. And guess what? You're out to kill me as well. And he's had this tremendous discussion with them saying, look, I know who your daddy is. You might be saying and mouthing off that God is your father, but I'm just looking at your actions. I'm looking at your behavior. I'm looking at your attitude towards me. And there's absolutely no way that God can be your father. In fact, he said, I know who your real father is. It's the devil himself. He's the father of lies. He was a murderer from the beginning. And guess what? Just like father, just like sons. Mm-hmm. Y'all are doing his work. Yes, he stirred them up. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Now, he's already been accused one time of working the works of God. <laughs> In fact, they didn't even consider him the works of God at all. But healing on the Sabbath day, they were really upset because he didn't bow down to their religious traditions and their misinterpretation and misunderstanding about what the scriptures said about the Sabbath day. They were just so blind towards the truth that they would dare say to Jesus Christ, we know who you are. You work all these works by the power of Beelzebub. You are demon possessed. You are the devil incarnate. <clears throat> mm -hmm. That's that's mind blowing. That's mind blowing to think that people who had the responsibility of preaching and teaching and talking about God and the prophets and all that Moses wrote and that sort of thing, when God himself became flesh, when Jesus came among his own, the Bible tells us that his own received him not. In the height of this, the epitome of this were those who were in authority, the high priests and the scribes and the Pharisees, mm -hmm, the Sadducees. Yes, all of the teachers of the people, they were the ones that seemed to have been the blindest. It was the blind leading the blind. Mm -hmm. And guess what? It's still true today. Yes, it is. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And it's just mind-blowing that, that you would think that people who have been trained, who have gone through studies and that kind of thing, gotten their certification, uh, gotten their approval among themselves, you would have thought that they would have recognized and known who God was. But here is Jesus, and again, it is just absolutely mind-blowing, but here is Jesus speaking to them and telling them, look, you don't know who God is. You don't know who I am. You have absolutely no idea about the truth. Now, I love this in the sense that here is the truth speaking. And the truth speaking to those in religious authority of that time said to them, you don't know who God is. I wonder how many people in authority today have absolutely no understanding about who God is. I'm talking about religious authorities. I'm talking about authorities in the organized church. Yeah, the men-made organizations. I wonder how many folk in there have no idea. Oh, they think they do. And many of their people that follow them think they do as well. But when the truth shows up, and you know, Jesus said, look, when the Son of Man returns, will he find any faith whatsoever on the face of the earth? And why would there not be much faith or any faith at all? Well, it's because the liars and the cheaters and the stealers 
and the false teachers been teaching stuff that they thought that was true. But when you come face to face with truth itself, with Jesus Christ himself, listen, they didn't repent. They didn't say, well, we misunderstood. No, they said we've got to do away with him. We got to hide the truth. We got to kill the truth. We got to move the truth out of here. And here we go. Here's another episode. This man who had been blind from birth, the question was, now somebody must have sinned. The thought at that point in time was that somebody messed up. Either this man sinned or his parents sinned in order for him to have this kind of calamity, this kind of crisis, in order for this man to have born from, be born from birth blind, then either this man had a great sin or his parents must have sinned. And Jesus comes along and said, look, y'all are just wrong. Your paradigm is wrong. Your thinking is wrong. Your thoughts are wrong. No, neither has this man sinned nor his parents sinned that has caused this blindness. But rather, this blindness is for the glory of God, that God might manifest his power and his glory in this man. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. I wonder how many circumstances and situations that people look at and they measured up. And they think, well, the reason why you're in the predicament that you're in is because you must have messed up somewhere <laughs> and not realize that, no, you're in that predicament so that God can reveal his glory in you. Yes, as he worked what only he can work in you and on your behalf. And I tell you, what I love about this story was that it, this guy did not fall in anybody's religious paradigm. He didn't follow any religious instructions whatsoever. This man was a beggar. This man was on the outside of the temple, and he was begging for alms. That's what he had been doing for years. And when Jesus met up with him, he didn't ask him to confess his sins. He didn't ask him to admit that he was a sinner. He didn't take him through no kind of religious cliche whatsoever. He just healed the man because Jesus knew that the glory of God was not conditional on this man's performance. It was not conditional on this man responding in a certain way. In fact, as we follow this story a little bit, he didn't know who Christ was. He was just as blind spiritually as he was physically. But that didn't stop God. That didn't stop Jesus Christ from healing this guy and giving him sight for him now to be able to see what he had never seen before in his life. Mm-hmm. And I tell you, if God would do that in a lesser work, physical healing, how much more would he do in a greater work, spiritual healing? Yes, physical blindness being made able to see again, spiritual blindness now being able to be seen again. Mm-hmm. Yes, 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 yeah. And I tell you, when people came along, they began to doubt this whole thing. They began to say, wait a minute, is, is this the same guy? Is not this he that sat and begged? And some said, this is he. Others said, no, it's not like him. It looked like it's just somebody that looks like him. But he answered up. He said, no, it's me. I am he. I'm the one. <laughs> and they asked him, well, how did this happen to you? How were your eyes open? And he answered, he said, a man that's called Jesus made clay and anointed my eyes and said unto me, go to the pool of Siloam. Guess what? And wash. And that's what I did. I went and washed and I received sight. And then they said unto him, where is he? And he said, I don't know. Isn't that amazing? Jesus heals the guy and he's gone on. And the guy doesn't know anything about Christ at all. It wasn't his faith that made him whole. 
because he didn't know who he was dealing with. Mm-hmm. And that's a box that people like to put everybody in. <laughs> if you don't believe, ain't nothing going to happen. Well, this guy right here, he didn't believe. He didn't know who he was. He didn't know what was going on. All he knew was that Jesus told him. <laughs> in fact, Jesus actually did something to him first. Jesus spat on the ground and made spittle out of clay and anointed his eyes with that. Didn't ask him anything at all. But after he had done that, he told him, look, go and wash. And he said, that, that's what he did. I just followed his directions. I just did what he told me to do. And I don't know where he is. They brought him to the Pharisees that had four times had been blind. And it was on the Sabbath day when Jesus made clay and opened up his eyes. All right, he's in trouble now. He's in trouble because he's breaking man-made laws. He's breaking the laws that men have formulated based on their misinterpretation of what the scriptures say. And they had had this down packed for years, for generations, that you shouldn't do nothing on the Sabbath day at all. No work, no labor, no nothing. And here comes Jesus, and he blows it up. Yes, he does. This is not the first time he's done it. This is the second time now, and they are just ticked off even more. Then again, the Pharisees also asked him, how had he received his sight? And he said unto them, he put clay on my eyes, and I wash and do see. That's it. Therefore, uh, some of the Pharisees, this man is not of God. They're talking about Jesus now. They said, now, this man is not of God. Why? Why? W what was their measuring stick to measure up Christ? How did they view Jesus Christ himself? Well, he says right here, because he keepeth not the Sabbath day. They say he's not a man of God because he's broken the Sabbath day. That, that, that's their bar. They, they look at their rules and regulations. And if you don't conform, <laughs> Now, I tell you, I hope this is the eye-opener for you. Yeah, you, if you don't conform to certain church rules and regulations, they'll put you out. They'll call you out, just like they did Jesus. Now, if they would do that to Christ, who is the truth incarnate, the only begotten Son of God, you don't stand no chance, neither do I. And I pretty much don't care. No, <laughs> no, nah, nah, I don't care at all. He says, look, th this man is not of God. Why? Uh, well, because he keeps not the Sabbath day. Others said, how can a man that is a sinner do such miracles? And there was a division among them. Mm -hmm. And they said unto the blind man again, uh, what sayest thou of him that has opened your eyes? And he said, uh, he's a prophet. See, again, he, he don't know who Jesus Christ is. He doesn't know who he's been dealing with. But you know something? God will <laughs> do all kinds of miraculous things in your life he'll open up doors that you can't see he'll do bless you in so many different ways and it's not hinged on whether or not you know christ he's just that way god is just that way he lets his sun shine on the just and the unjust when it rains it rains on the just and the unjust yeah when god bless he blesses everybody Mm-hmm. yes yes i mean even the atheists that have no faith, no belief in God at all. The atheists don't believe there is a God. Guess what? God's still keeping him alive. His heart's still beating. He's still breathing God's air. God is still gracious and merciful to him. Yes. <laughs> yeah, David got really messed up in his own thinking for a while because he saw all of the enemies of God prospering, prospering more so than him. He said he was about ready to fall away until he went into the temple of the Lord and began to find out what the end going to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 
And so here's this division right here. Some say, yeah, he's a prophet. Others say he's not even a man of God at all. He don't even deserve to be in the temple because he's broken our laws. He's disregarded our laws, our ways, our little doctrine, our theology, our church laws. Yes, our church philosophy, our church belief statement. He, he, didn't, he didn't blew all that up. And because of that, he's not, he's not a man of God. And this is their pronouncement, the, the, the religious leaders of their time, the ones who ought to know but don't know, this is their estimation of who Christ is. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes. And after he said he's a prophet, he said the Jews did not believe concerning him that he had been blind and received his sight until they called the parents of him that had received his sight. They didn't even believe the miracle. They said, no, nah, this, this can't be true. There's no way that this kind of miraculous thing can happen. No, I, I hear what you're saying. I hear what other people are saying, but no, we, we don't believe you at all. We don't believe this miracle took place. And they asked the parents, is this your son who say he was blind? In fact, he said he was born blind. Mm-hmm. And now he sees. And his parents answered them and said, we know that this is our son and that he was born blind. But by what means he now sees, we know not. Or had he opened his eyes? We, we don't know. He's of age. Ask him. He shall speak for himself. These words spake the parents, the Bible tells us, because they feared the Jews. Why did they fear the Jews? Because the Jews had agreed already that if any man did confess that he was Christ, he should be put out of the synagogue. Isn't that amazing? Not only did they have this, this murderous spirit against Christ, but they also had this spirit against anybody else. If anybody would even profess that Jesus Christ is the Christ, they're going to put him out of church. They're going to put him out of the synagogue. And so because it was well known that that was how the leaders of the church were, that they were going to put out anybody that would dare say Jesus Christ is the anointed one, that he is the very son of God. They, they say, we're going to put him out. And the parents knew that and understood that. And so they said, look, you talk to him for yourself. He's old enough. He can tell you. And they were afraid because they didn't want to be put out of the synagogue. That would be a travesty. If you right there were in Israel and then you got put out, the priest and the high priest excommunicated you, put you out of church, put you out of the synagogue. This is absolutely mind-blowing that church leaders would be so much against the truth that they would put you out if you would embrace the truth. Mm-hmm. And there's some truths about Christ, some truths about what he has done for you and for me, that if you were to stand up and you were to confess them, you were to own them, you'd be in a whole heap of trouble. Because what Christ has accomplished on the cross for you and for me, many times it goes against the, the present-day teaching about what salvation is all about and how somebody gets saved and whether or not you can lose your salvation, all kinds of doctrinal theologies and man-made understandings about what Christ has done on behalf of mankind. Yes. Mm -hmm. And if you were to discover the truth and find out what the truth was and you were to insist on that, you were to believe that, you would have no hesitation whatsoever to confess that, to profess it, you might get put out. Mm -hmm. They might say, well, brother, I'm, I just, you know, this may not be the place where God wants you. They'd be very diplomatic about it. 
very polite about it, but the bottom line, they don't want you there. The bottom line is they want you out mm-hmm, because you don't conform. You don't line up with them. And that was what happened with Jesus. Yeah, he wasn't lining up with that stuff. He wasn't lining up at all. Remember, he came to the temple one day and turned over the tables and the money changers, kicked over the offerings and that kind of stuff and said, hey, you guys and turned my father's house into a den of thieves. It's supposed to be a house of prayer. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes. So here he goes again. He's in trouble again because he healed this man. This man that was blind from birth now has been made whole. And guess what is so, again, mind-blowing? He professed and said, look, this is for the glory of God. The Pharisees said, no, it's not. God is not glorified by you breaking the Sabbath. And Jesus said, you don't know what the Sabbath is all about. You have no idea what scriptures mean by the Sabbath at all. And so he's in trouble. And now this young guy is in trouble. This man is in trouble because he said, look, I don't know who he was. He might be a prophet or whatnot. All I know is this. I once was blind, but now I see. And his parents, they, they're kind of <laughs> kind of soft. And so they, they said, well, look, we, we don't want to get put out. And so uh, we're not going to really answer at all. You, you go speak to him. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. He can speak for himself. These words spake his parents because they were fearful for the Jews. For the Jews had agreed that if any man should confess that he was Christ, he should be put out of the synagogue. Therefore said his parents, he is of age, ask him. Then again called they the man that was blind and said unto him, give God the praise. <laughs> we know that this man is a sinner. Isn't that, isn't that marvelous? They saying, praise the Lord. Jesus is not it. <laughs> isn't that hypocrisy at his worst? They tell this guy, give praise to God. And we know that this man is a sinner. We know that Jesus Christ is a sinner. And he answered and said to him, whether he be a sinner or not, I know not. One thing I know, that whereas I was blind, now I see. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. And then they said unto him again, what did he do to you? How did he open your eyes? And he answered them and said, I've told you already. And you did not hear. This guy's getting a bit bold now. He said, wait a minute. I kept telling you over and over again, what's wrong with y'all? Y'all supposed to be church leaders. Y'all supposed to be preachers and teachers. He said, wherefore would ye hear again? Will it be that you also will be one of his disciples? And when they, when they reviled him and said, thou art his disciple, but we are Moses' disciple. We know that God spake unto Moses. As for this fellow, we know not from whence he is. That's the problem. Didn't know from whence he is. Didn't know who Christ really is. I wonder how many ministers and preachers and teachers, I wonder how many people that have positions and authority and titles throughout this vast country and other countries who profess to know Christ and really don't know who he is. The Bible says in Lamentations 3 and 21 that his mercies are new. Everywhere. I know I was like that for a while. I wasn't preaching and teaching. I was going to church, but I didn't know who it was. So no matter what your assignment but I thank is, God by his grace and mercy. I know now. He gives you specific. Yes, I do. He is the Christ. Because yeah, and I'd be with this man. You'd have to put me out. Praise the name of Jesus. But I'd be like Enoch. I'd just continue to walk with God and believe that he is and that he's a reward of those that diligently seek him. Yes, I will. What about you? What about you? What about you? What do you say about Christ? Who is it?
so glad that he that the Son of Man sets free is free indeed from all this religious hypocrisy. Yes. All these religious traditions, all these teachings that water down what Christ has done and who he is. I'm so glad to be set free from that. It's amazing. Yes, I thank God for this amazing grace. How sweet the sound. When you get it, release it to the Lord. Stand fast. Good morning, Mechanicsville. Keep your neighborhood in your prayers and your thoughts this weekend. Yeah, today as well as tomorrow and Sunday as well. I hope you have a place of fellowship, a place where you can go and just share this good news about Jesus Christ. Share the love of God. And you don't have to wait till Sunday to do that. You can do that any day of the week. You can do it today. Leads us straight to freedom. Yeah, if you're in a place where truth is being taught, give God thanks and praise for your pastor, for those who in leadership position where you're at. Yeah, give God thanks and praise for them as well. Yes, good morning to you. He's truly amazing. Make no doubt about it. He's amazing. Come on. Hallelujah. for us. And I see your face. Oh, I'm sure I'll say. I can only imagine what I'll say. Yeah. That's the God we serve. I tell you the day he is. Hallelujah. Anybody know who he is tonight? Come on, declare. In the name of Jesus, you're amazing. Strong. 